0: Paula has lots of coffee, and she's reaching for a Bible. I'm nervous well, because that means there's caffeine and scripture coming at me, and <laughs> <laughs> this could be a lot of fun. Paula does not ordinarily drink coffee. I've had my daily supply, and I'm doing fine, but this is unusual to see you drinking coffee at any time. We are recording a little bit later than we normally would. Yep. I don't quite know what to make of this, but I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited. It's,
1: it's the crash from VBS.
0: Oh, the crash from VBS. Yeah. Well, here we are recording um, on the eve of what is supposed to be tropical storm Elsa, Elsa coming through Let it go. Um, so that got me thinking about hurricanes really yeah um, I mean
1: I'm sure that makes sense
0: hurricanes the storms not the drinks of course <laughs> right <laughs> now are you familiar with the town of Stonington
1: yeah I lived near that right, place for a while it's beautiful they have a, a there's um Coast Guard Academy has a rugby pitch up there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So the town of Stonington, as you know, is right on the end of the state of Connecticut
1: mm-hmm. and
0: sort of at the opening of, of Long Island Sound out to the Bay Atlantic Ocean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So in Stonington, back in the, I want to say the 1930s, I might be wrong on the date, um, but the the fishing industry was the primary means of, of income and support for the people in that town.
1: That makes sense, yes. Right?
0: And a massive hurricane came through the town, and wiped out their entire almost their entire fleet of fishing boats and so that meant that there was no income no no anything coming into town and because of the time the technology etc the things that they had available to them there was there was no help like there was nothing to come in and to and to support them and so the the captains of the remaining fishing boats just got everybody together and said get on our boats we're going fishing and they supported the town until they could recover.
1: No way. They went
0: fishing. They took care of everybody. And instead of selling what they what they got, they fed the town until help came in, until things started to get better, until they were able to repair the boats, until they were able to get new boats. They just took care of the town.
1: Wow. It's a really
0: cool story. Yeah. That's
1: a really cool story. Yeah,
0: so these guys saved the town of Stonington.
1: So you've been doing a lot of fishing lately. Could Not this...
0: nearly as much as I want to. Not nearly as much as I want to. I've gone like three times in the last two months, and that's it. Huh. But I'm—it's on my brain because I'm going in a few weeks. Yeah. In about a month, I'm going fishing, so it's like it's on my mind all the time. Now I gotta
1: go. I gotta go. I, gotta,
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's gonna be great.
1: I have no patience for a fish.
0: Oh, but it's fun. Yeah. It's just nice to be out there.
1: I'll pick something else. I like canoeing.
0: All right. So hobbies. Okay. Um, do you have hobbies? And are you able to do them?
1: Well, I like the beach. (laughs) I like going on nature walks. I went to Sasco Beach with uh, Miss Visser, my OG youth group mom, yesterday.
0: Nice, awesome. Which is great.
1: So we spent the afternoon together. Uh, I, you know what, that actually was coming up in prayer last.
0: About a month See, this is why we got to talk about this because this is on my mind also this is on my heart as well yeah the idea of hobbies and and that there's so often especially when you're in some kind of an active ecclesial ministry either as a priest as a youth minister you just put it on
1: the back burner
0: yeah you you put stuff like that on the yeah.
1: back
0: again because th- there's good things that you have to do
1: hmm
0: but it's easy for for those kinds of good hobbies and healthy hobbies to mm-hmm. fall by the wayside
1: yeah well it, so what's f- interesting is I feel guilty so even yesterday, taking, cause I haven't, I haven't really rested since June and coming back from the mission trip. Yeah. Cause now it's VBS, so even when I was on the beach yesterday, I was like, I feel guilty. Yeah. For just being here.
0: And so these these are the kinds of things I think we have to kind of fight through and we have to bring to prayer too. Yeah. That idea of, of I feel guilty if I'm going out and doing something that Leisurely, I
1: Leisurely that actually brings me joy.
0: Right. And renews me. Yeah. And, and we can't feel guilty about that. Yeah. It's necessary for us. It's good for us. It's healthy for yeah. us. And and so that that's one of those things we have to bring to God and say, All right, Lord, I'm I'm feeling this this guilt right now because I yesterday I took the day off. I well, went,
1: a half day, but yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: whatever, I was
1: still here for the children.
0: Whatever it is, like if, yeah. if, if I'm feeling guilty that I, I went and did something that ultimately is good for me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I can't allow that feeling mm-hmm. to be there because that's a false idea. That's yeah. a lie. Mm-hmm. Right? That that it's good for me to have a hobby or to go and do something unless the hobby itself is sinful.
1: Oh well, right? then we don't do questionable behavior here. Right.
0: <laughs> well, we shouldn't. No, least. no, 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 not at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens? All right? Because. For example, those, those hobbies, those things that we enjoy doing when they start to fall by the wayside, when we're not doing a good job of, of actually going out and, and doing the thing for me, like I I really do like to go fishing Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but another thing, and and one that requires a lot less effort, a hobby that requires almost no preparation, nothing else. Mm. I like to read Mm. and am I spending enough time reading?
1: So I tried to read
0: last night. You fall asleep?
1: No, I actually got home early last night for the first time, and because I don't, I don't get home early, so I got yeah. home by seven o'clock. And I was like, Paula, this is great. You can prep a little dinner, then you just go and read for a little bit. I was a little exhausted from the day, then I just got stuck on TikTok. And
0: I got to get All dude, right, it's so the cat,
1: is, vi- and then I looked at it. And I was like, was Why did videos? two hours just go by?
0: Because you were watching cat videos.
1: Well, TikTok has been programmed. My For You page is mostly cats.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm but, judging you pretty hard right now. I ju- I, I, I'm not listen, ashamed to tell you listen, that. Listen, there I'm, are
1: so many cats that are so funny.
0: Yeah. Who but am I to judge? I'm judging.
1: You are, you are, no, you're welcome to judge. I know but,
0: that I probably shouldn't, but oh, I'm judging hard. But right.
1: by the end of the night, I was like, Paula, you had this book that you literally, I kept, I was like, all right, I sat down, I sat down with my book. And all of a sudden, like, well, I'll just like, you know, watch a couple of videos before you start reading. And then it just, it just, your time just goes. Yeah.
0: So this is where I feel like I have to do a better job too. Mm-hmm. Because in fact, I'll, I'll fool myself into thinking, oh, I haven't had time to sit down and read. False. But if I examine what I've been doing with my time, I find that, no, I actually have plenty of time to, to sit down and read. Mm-hmm. What I've been doing is I've been looking at checking my email obsessively. Even though I've turned off all my notifications so that I won't check my email obsessively, i was I've been checking just to see like because there's urgent stuff or things mm, that I'm, I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. Have I heard from anybody? Um, or I'll sit and uh, like just watch watch TV. Mm-hmm. And why? Why am I spending that time on on something? So I'm abusive? asking
1: myself the same question. Yeah.
0: So one thing that i've I've discovered that's really helpful for me is instead of watching the Mets game,
1: Mm-hmm. I love watching
0: a baseball game. I really do. Um, but instead of watching, I put it on the radio.
1: Oh. And if I
0: listen to the game, I can read. I can sit and do something else.
1: Oh, I can't do that.
0: Yeah.
1: My like, brain I, cannot do two no, things at once the, like
0: the, that. The game's on, and I it, it's it's happening. And when I need to focus on the game, I just mm. put the book down. Okay. And then I can I can really pay attention. Mm. But like, how often am I just sitting around doing nothing when I could be reading because I'm I'm, you know, on a on a yeah. device I'm. Watching TV, something like yeah.
1: that. Yeah. I noticed throughout the month of June because it was, I was in Florida, Arizona for all of these things, ministry things in Tennessee. And w- my favorite time was actually the time I spent in Florida because there was a schedule to my day. Mm-hmm. So Focus told me what I had to be doing and where I had to be at certain periods of the day, but also how there were purposeful breaks for community, for prayer, and for mass. And that whole week was so good for me to realize I have felt more alive in this week than in like a week that usually I'm structuring myself, but not do the best and not to the order that I'm created for. And by the end of June, I'm like, wow, I really haven't watched any TV. Like my cousin was talking to me about something and my sister was too. I was like, no guys, I actually haven't like I haven't seen anything on Netflix. I have no idea what's going on in the Which world. Which is great. And it was and it was so nice to be away. Yeah. And I had made this conscious well thought, not effort. we'll, we'll start with the thought. <laughs> it was I was like Paula, when you get back home, and try to keep up some semblance of that order of that you recognize when you were alive, um, when you felt good, when you felt whole. Um, my sister and i had a conversation last week when she said they had gone her and her husband had gone and done a bunch of things that day and they got home and they were exhausted but it was like a good exhaustion it was and so her husband said to her you know isn't it great that we can just we can go home but we're exhausted because of good things mm-hmm. that we actually did stuff today that we didn't just lounge about and they would rather they prefer to live that kind of exhaustion on like a regular basis, so like yeah. hiking and traveling and doing all these things and visiting um, places or just um, getting out of the house and just picking up different hobbies or things. When they got home, they were satisfied. They didn't feel guilty because they actually did things that gave them life right. and they prepared them for the next day. And have, yeah. you,
0: have you ever read Leisure, the Basis of Culture by Joseph Pieper?
1: I have the book, sir. Okay. I have the book, and I've been intending to read that book for 10 years. Have I? Absolutely not.
0: It's really short. It's a really worthwhile read.
1: I know. That's why it's on my list. It's literally <laughs> on my nightstand well, along with 10 other books.
0: Just, just get through it because it's it's very short. Yeah. You'll you'll get through it in no time. When he talks about leisure, he says leisure it does, is not just the absence of work and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean relaxation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it doesn't mean rest per se, but leisure means doing those things that are actually recreating us. So the, the proper use of the word recreation, mm-hmm. it's something that, that recreates us, it builds us up again. So leisure is the basis of culture because it's in those times when we're not working for survival, when we go and do something that builds us up, that helps us to connect more with our humanity. And in connecting more with our humanity, we're able to understand ourselves more perfectly. And as we understand ourselves more perfectly, we create. Yep. It's leisure that allows us to, to create something, to do something good that we previously had not been doing. Yep. And so that's how culture develops, and then as that culture develops and becomes something more, we find that there's a there's a real goodness to what we're to what we're about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think this is where, for people who are are working in ministry, leisure is so important.
1: You know what I was thinking about in prayer today? Because I was just doing a holy hour before I got here. Um, <laughs> I was like, God, God's like, God, I could take a vacation. I'm like, but God, I can't. Like I literally said that. I was like. I don't know when I can do that. Cause like kids want to meet on Sundays and I have this coming up and this coming up and how unwilling I was to move my schedule for like a vacation time for myself, which I don't even remember the last time I took one, but it was just like, God wants me to find rest and to do other things that actually recreate me in my identity as a daughter yeah. and not just simply as a minister of the church. Um, didn't St. Thomas Aquinas also suggest certain habits of... I'm sure he did. He was like, if you're feeling terrible, go drink a glass of wine and take a nap or something.
0: Oh yeah. There's, there's all kinds of things like that out there. Okay. Of, of things that, that people can do, um, to, to, to get recruited. Actually at the place where I go on retreat, uh, in the, in each hermitage, they have a little book just kind of describing for you how to live in the hermitage and how to live in the hermitage well. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. Because that time it's in solitude
1: mm. and that
0: time in solitude can be, can be challenging. And they talk about how you need to eat. So make sure that you eat your meals. Um, but you might want to fast a little bit also. Mm. There's also the sense that you're alone. There's no real schedule other than if you want to join the sisters for prayer, you're very welcome to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you might give in to the temptation to sleep mm. and to just take a nap. And they said, now there's nothing wrong with a good nap. There's nothing wrong with a hot shower or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that can be really helpful and give you some sort of restoration. But sometimes you have to actually avoid falling asleep
1: Mm. and they
0: said that's why you'll find that the bed is the only really cushioned and comfortable thing (laughs) in this hermitage everything else is just plain wood Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's because in a certain way while you're on retreat you're not supposed to be super comfortable right this isn't about spending time in in luxury right and so there there are certain things yeah when you're tired or if you're if you're feeling a certain way you've got to go and do something that's going to just restore you make you feel better Um, but again this is where this is where I think leisure and a proper understanding of leisure helps us to do the, choose the right things that actually restore us. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is that sitting and scrolling through TikTok, as much as you like cat videos, is not going to restore you. It's not going to help you. Sitting and binging Netflix or whatever streaming service you want isn't going to really help.
1: That's why everybody gets bored after a season is over. Right.
0: And those can be fun mm. things. They can be entertaining. Yeah. But it's it's not ultimately going to, to give you that restoration. Doesn't. So having a proper understanding of, of leisure and and finding that that's that's one of those places. Now this is why I, I wanted to talk about it though. Okay. Right. It's funny that you, like you you're bringing this up because I don't think you knew that this is where I wanted to go. With I had this. no
1: idea. I was just in prayer with Jesus. This so, is like, great. No, I whatever's love it. coming up, it's whatever it. was already no, that's spoken. The,
0: that's the Lord at work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because I was thinking about how the summertime, as the let's say the ministry schedule calms down, in a certain way.
1: Well, <laughs> it depends who you're talking to. Yeah.
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> But if if you think about it, there's there's fewer meetings happening right now at mm-hmm. the parish.
1: There's right,
0: right. Uh, it, it's not like it is during the school, the school year, year yeah. when, let's face it, the school year is the year that everybody's really operating on. Right. The, yes, we have the theoretical calendar year, but nobody really nobody pays really. Any attention to that. No. Right. We're really operating on a school year. Mm-hmm. And so during the school year, there's just more going on. The kids are around uh, for religious ed. There's there's more things happening at uh, on the parish level because that's when all the activity starts to build up. But also summertime liturgically, you're in the long stretch of ordinary time, that right. extremely extremely long stretch. So there's no there's no special season. Mm-hmm. We're not in Lent. We're not in Easter. We're not preparing for a particular feast or anything like that. So things tend to tend to calm down quite a bit which also means that there's less expect, like in Lent, everybody's looking for a parish mission or something like yeah. that. In Advent, there's the Christmas parties that you have to go to. Yeah. All that stuff is going on. But in the summertime, there's there's nothing. Mm-hmm. This is also a time when more people are away. So they're on vacation, they're, they're doing their thing with their families, they're traveling more. So you'll have uh, maybe reduced attendance, let's call it. right? Because more, more people are, are traveling on, on weekends and stuff. All right, yeah. so all that stuff happens. And, and so it gives you a, just a, a little bit of breathing room. In ministry at a parish to take stock and to recognize what's going well, maybe mm-hmm. some things that you need to work on. It's also like a planning time for looking into next year. Yeah. But there's there's less urgency in the in the academic year, it's more thing to thing, event to event. You're just kind of jumping from from each point.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so you're kind of always in go mode. Whereas in the summer, you can plan a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if we're smart, we use the summer also as a point of reflection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And an area where I've been reflecting is how my weakness, you know, my weakness is not using that free time very well for leisure. And more importantly, not always using the time that I need each day for prayer, not taking the time that's that's really necessary, Mm -hmm. Um, taking time each day for sure, Mm -hmm. but not taking the type of time or the amount of time that that I really need. So Mm -hmm. the other day you texted me uh, after after Mass to say, tell Father that his homily was exactly what I needed to hear and thank you. Yeah. Right, which was great. I love it. Don't you love when you get a homily and it's exactly what you needed? Mm Mm-hmm. That day, whatever was said in the homily was was precisely the thing that you needed to take with you. It was the thing that inspired you, it was the thing that moved you, it was the thing that you could reflect on through the week.
1: I'm still reflecting on it. Yeah. It was
0: great. Or sometimes it's the thing that convicted you. Yeah. It made you realize, oh, I've gotta I've gotta do something differently.
1: hmm
0: It's awesome. That that's great. As one who gives homilies, every once in a while I'll say something in a homily and I realize, oh no, that was for me. That was the thing I needed to hear. And I realized that the Lord wanted me to speak to myself. And the other day that that happened to me, I was saying it at the daily mass that, uh, if I'm looking at my own spiritual life, every single time I'm not satisfied with how things are going, the answer is more time with Jesus,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: less time on other things, Mm -hmm. more time with Jesus every single time. Yeah. And I find that the summertime is when I most often Will be convicted of that truth. Mm. More time with the Lord. Because as things calm down, schedule wise, in terms of what's going on at the, at the parish, my temptation is often to misuse the free time that I have.
1: Mm.
0: Not to, to spend it with, for true leisure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but just for sitting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's not a good use of leisure right. time. There's got to be something that builds up more.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I just had Father Eric in my head because before this, he was like, your emails can wait. Jesus is waiting for you. I was like, oh, thanks, (laughs) Father Silva. It's really true, though, isn't it? No, it totally is because all of these things can wait, Um, which is why, especially when you can get overwhelmed with the things that are happening, because I went to go sit at my desk and I started to think of everything that has to get planned. I'm like a party of one trying to plan a bunch of things, and I can get really overwhelmed by this. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go say hi to Jesus for 40 minutes. And that was far better it's, than me, more important. Yeah. more important than me just kind of sitting there trying to organize what it is that we were about to do. And, um, but how everything always goes back to prayer and is always rooted in prayer Yeah. in, in Jesus's word and, and opening up the Bible and, um, just resting with him because it's I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you know, like you're kind of overwhelmed with things that are going on. And the moment you place yourself in Jesus' presence and he overwhelms you with peace, and you're like, why do I always forget this? And then you're in this place of praise, just thanking Jesus for how he is receiving you and whatever burdens you're carrying. And it's something so simple to just place yourself in the presence of God, and he's so literally ready to give you his peace right that and it's like it's the simplest thing and that was something I was reading today so going back to me purposely going through scripture again I've decided that I'm going to go through all of Paul's epistles and I've been sporadic about them here and there so like there's some things that I know some things that I don't and I was like you know what I, let's let's read about Paul and see what he says so I've been going through Romans Oh man ah
0: Romans is great.
1: Romans is phenomenal. Especially
0: Romans chapter eight.
1: I haven't even there. I'm not even there yet.
0: Yeah, Romans chapter eight is amazing. But Romans twelve twelve is mm-hmm. kind of my jam.
1: Yeah. The the one thing that that was sticking out was you know, we desire peace. We desire peace in our ordinary lives, in in just um, all these other ways. And I remember someone telling me that God desires three things for you: your peace, your holiness, and your sanctification all of these things he desires consistently when like in your vocation, your state of life. And what's a really big thing that a lot of people struggle with in this world is peace. Mm -hmm. Um, Being in a place of peace. And I mean like supernatural peace. I don't mean like there's no storms happening in your life, but does the presence of God and his peace, the peace that comes from Jesus Christ reign in your life? And as I was reading, uh, there's something that actually precedes peace. Peace can only come once you've said yes to faith. And so I'm going to read this this section right here, Romans 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, in which we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And I, faith is always a topic that, When people speak about it, it's like, oh, okay, well, I just got to believe, just got to believe. I'm like, wait, no, this is, this is an amazing virtue. And I think the Lord is tapping me deeper or like, I feel like I'm tapping deeper into like the reality of what faith is and how I purposely play a role in it because my word of the year is peace, but I'm not really getting it until, I guess, I think starting today, we're talking July. It took
0: seven months of the (laughs) year. Seven months.
1: So I just ignored the word. I was like, well, what is that? Okay. Yeah. You want my peace, but whatever but I realized I was struggling to maintain peace in my life because I was choosing not to have faith in certain areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I was deliberately saying, Jesus, I don't believe you can do this in this area of my life. So I kind of like closed this door, but how faith is necessary to open yourself to the floodgates of grace, working in your life and how many people do not enter into that relationship or the gifts that God wants to give them because they haven't said yes to faith like or acting on it or like mm. choosing to say, like, Jesus, I believe in you. And and this really came up for me in the last couple of weeks um, looking at Jairus, which was one of the Sunday readings a couple of weeks ago. And Jairus just gets told by one of the servants in the church, um, one of the servants at his house, hey, you're like, your daughter is dead. And Jesus' first response to him is saying, do not fear, only believe. So, Jairus... I, I
0: hate the way the New American Bible translates that.
1: Oh, what's it it's, What's it actually say?
0: It uses conjunctions, first of all. Okay. Don't be afraid. That's how the lectionary puts it, instead of do not be afraid. I can't stand it when they use these conjunctions. Well,
1: this this like Bible says... Do not fear, only believe.
0: Do not fear is fine. Do not fear, only believe. But the way that it's translated in the New American Bible, which is what we have to use for the Mass oh. in the lectionary, is don't be afraid, just have faith. That's annoying. <laughs> just have faith, like oh, just just have faith, just just have faith. No, it's this. It's overly colloquial, I think. Yes, and, and yes. I think that it, it takes something from from the meaning. But anyway, whatever.
1: Digress, because <sighs> I didn't even I didn't know that was.
0: Yeah, those are things that bug me.
1: Okay, but it was a command, only believe. Right. I, I I sat. I've been sitting with that for two weeks.
0: See, and that, there's a difference there. If it's just have faith,
1: it's like you, it. You don't really just have faith. Like hang in there. That seems buddy. very shallow to me. Right,
0: but only believe.
1: Only believe, yeah.
0: Emphasize the only. Mhm. Only.
1: Mhm.
0: Only believe. Yeah. Ignore all this other stuff. Only put your faith in God.
1: Right, to put your faith in Jesus, and uh, before you know, Paul is talking here about, you know, how faith opens up you up to the peace of Christ. He then goes through Abraham. He just Mm -hmm. starts kind of like saying, here's what Abraham did and here's how he became righteous because of faith. But you know what? It was because of his faith that he grew strong in it. So then I realized, you know, I can have faith and I can start applying it in my life, but God is going to give me opportunities to grow strong as it sets in scripture. So he says that, Oh, I got to find it pretty much. The line is he just, he just grew strong. And then in my mind, I'm like, Oh, am I willing to grow? Am I willing to be made stronger in my faith? Am I willing to accept the opportunities that God is giving me to exercise that faith? Mm. And, and that, that part kind of stuck out me because one, yes, faith is a gift. Um, but God is calling for your cooperation in it. But we do have to believe not just in God's promises, which is kind of what he was talking about. Paul was just going like, Abraham believed in God's promises. He believed in his word that he will come and and bring it about. But the importance of it is, do I believe in Jesus as a person? Do I believe in his love for me? Because then those promises and, and those convictions, those words that he has spoken, um, then those come later on. But it just, I realized today that God wants me to grow in peace, but mostly because he says, Polly, you're not saying yes to faith a little bit more. So that word from Jairus, that he spoke to Jairus for two weeks, I've just been saying over myself, especially when I'm in a place of wanting to doubt or wanting to just kind of like ignore God's presence. Sometimes you can just like be annoyed with like how things are going in your life. You're like, Jesus, I'm mad at you. But you're really <laughs> not. You're just being petty. So I've had to repeat and how Getting beautiful. petty with Jesus. <laughs> we, everybody has it, But just to say like, do not fear, only believe. And that has been... My scripture that I've just been speaking over myself for two weeks. I love it. Yeah.
0: You know, the thing that often or most often, perhaps, I, I don't know, gets in the way of that simple belief, that confidence, that reaffirmation of our faith, the thing that gets in our way so often is unimportant stuff. It's not actual doubts. It's not it's not even real crises or or difficulties. It's just oh, I, I I was busy at work. I had to spend a lot of time doing something. Mm-hmm. I had to uh, I had to do these things, and so I I ended up using my my free time not as something that would actually recreate me and and build me back up, but I ended up using my free time just to sit around and, and lounge and, and do very little. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was I didn't take my mind off things. And then I went right back into the same old routine. Mm. And so very slowly I start to I start to lose this. Do you remember the name of the movie that I keep telling you you must see? It's a stupid movie. It's a silly movie. I
1: was gonna say Dumb and Dumber, but that's not something you would recommend me to see. But... Oh, I would
0: absolutely recommend. I mean I've
1: that seen it. See it Dumb I grew up on it.
0: Yeah, I think I think Dumb and Dumber is a movie that requires annual watching at least. <laughs> that and Tommy Boy, you should be watching at least once a year. <laughs>
1: Tell me, boy, it's funny, good. And,
0: and also, you should be reading *Lord of the Rings* at least once a year. So this is the this is just okay. a wide range of of places that I come from. No, the movie that I've been after you to see for a long time has to do with one of your catchphrases, which let me give you a lot. Oh, of oh, credit. office
1: space. Office space. Office space. Right. I'm sorry.
0: A lot of credit for you because because I have mocked you mercilessly about <laughs> saying go ahead.
1: I don't say it as much anymore.
0: You almost never say it, and I'm I'm so proud of you.
1: I don't know. I didn't even notice that actually.
0: You have stopped doing it, and wow. and I'm gonna take credit.
1: <laughs> my you bully, refined my speech.
0: I was gonna say my bullying behavior has, has done this. <laughs> my my tendency to be verbally abusive to you has done this. Oh my goodness. No, it's great. Yesterday was laundry day for me, and I don't like doing laundry, but I needed to do laundry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I had to iron. I'm not a good ironer, but I'm capable.
1: I can't remember the last time I ironed something.
0: Yeah, see, I'm, I am able to iron. I just don't like doing it, but I, I can do it. Okay. So I finished up all the laundry and everything, so I, I get the ironing board out. I said, you know what? Instead of just ironing, I'm going to put on the TV. And I realized office space was like in the queue <laughs> while I'm watching office space. Absolutely. But it reminded me of something because part of the beauty of that movie now, there's a lot of silliness, a lot of dopey stuff, but there's also a great cultural commentary happening in that, in that movie, because one of the things that they're trying to get at is the idea that we're not made for a cubicle. Mm. And in fact, that's one of the main characters lines. He says, I don't think we're not made to, to be in a cubicle all day. We're not made to spend all this time staring at a screen we're not made to do this stuff we're made for something better Mm -hmm. and he's finding himself constrained and unhappy because he's not living out his, his full potential and he takes all this time to get to work in traffic he gets to work he's miserable at the work that he does at the job that he has and then he goes home in traffic again the opposite way has no energy left because he's been so miserable the whole day doesn't have time for real relationships or for for real solid friendships and so he's he's looking for something better. Now, part of the way that he goes looking for something better is unhealthy. Part of the way that he does it is very healthy in that he's discovering that he's made for something more than stand, sitting in front of a screen all the time.
1: I don't think you've ever given me this analysis on this movie. Oh, it's, it's it's great. You've only quoted and shown me like that gift for that one scene that yeah, says well, we're gonna need go you ahead. to go
0: ahead. We're gonna need you to go I ahead. I
1: didn't actually yeah. realize that this was a really important movie yeah, to there's, understand there's, my life.
0: There's actually a lot well so part of it is also really funny because now you'd look at it and go this is so incredibly dated. Mm-hmm, mm. um, you are I'm having sorry. a disaster over here. I'm trying there.
1: to drink this coffee, but there's a lot of things around here.
0: There's no more things than there normally are. Anyways, continue. This it. is what happens. It's a very Amazon big mug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to get you drinking coffee more regularly. So no, we you gotta don't. handle a mug like that.
1: No. <laughs> Clearly I'm <laughs> I'm out of practice.
0: <laughs> so the whole point here is that he has to discover what he's really made for Mm -hmm. and he has to discover that some of the things that he thought were important aren't but there comes a point where he admits that they're not important he's able to say really bluntly this stuff is stupid this doesn't matter why am i spending so much of my time on it Mm -hmm. and that's when he starts to feel free when he's able to say i'm not doing this anymore because it's it's not helping me Mm -hmm. there's a certain beauty when we're able to get to that point where we say these things, this, this habit that I have, it's not it's not good for me. Mm. And so I need to back away from it. I need to put it aside. When we can do that, and it can be hard to do, but when we can do it, we're going to find real freedom. And I think summertime is, is a great opportunity for that. Mm. To examine the things that are making us weak
1: mm-hmm.
0: or the ways that we are making ourselves weak mm-hmm. and then say... This is the plan now going forward. This is how I'm going to strengthen myself against this stuff. This is what I'm going to do in order to to fix this this issue that I have, or this is what I'm going to do in order to make this whole thing just that much better.
1: And this is why everything always goes back to human formation.
0: Human and and spiritual. (laughs) And
1: spiritual, right. I
0: think the first thing is always about increasing that prayer.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because what is the reason that? I will give for not spending time in prayer. What is the reason that most people will give that they that they didn't pray? I was busy. I had
1: mm-hmm. too
0: many things going on. I didn't have a chance. We need to we just need to do it.
1: You will never regret time in prayer. Exactly. You n- will never ever regret time in prayer. I don't know who has ever went to prayer and then was like, "Well, that was the worst thing of my life." <laughs> I mean, if you're learning and you're like, "Well, that was really dry." That's okay. But you you don't regret
0: that. Yeah, so it's it helps us to reorder then. And then
1: mm-hmm.
0: as we do that, we find that we're better using the free time, the leisure time that we have. Mm-hmm. And then our leisure time really does become something that allows us
1: to It's important too because it shapes your mindset. Yeah. Like most of the things we fall into that don't give us life is because we're already going with this preconceived mindset that oh, I just have to be constantly doing something, constantly working because my value is in this rather than the other way around where God wants to speak, you know, your worth and your value in, in through prayer. And then you live your life in such a way that reflects the interior life. You know, here is God building and shaping and healing and molding. And, um, C.S. Lewis has this beautiful quote, like, you know, you think you're being made into a simple cottage, but God is building a castle inside of your heart, you know, And, and he's under construction constantly. And so we kind of in the same way have to reflect that, God, how can I construct my life to glorify You, and to make more room for You? Um, I think the big things is community, prayer, um, and finding things that give you life. Just for you, it's fishing; for me, it's the beach.
0: <laughs> See, all right, your your birthday is coming up, and you share a birthday with my mother.
1: I know you can never forget my birthday. I
0: can't. It's true, and. and- don't take this the wrong way, but the only reason I know your birthday is because it's my mother's birthday. I know.
1: I know. Uh, I why I know that. This, this isn't.
0: This that's I, not, I, not, I this take no offense you. in that. Good, no glad. offense.
1: I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I am fully aware. That's probably what happened. But the,
0: the long-standing joke that we have with my with my family is that my mom loves the beach. That's her that's her thing I'll that's her kindred. You are very much kindred wow. I think. Yeah, not only do you share a birthday but you also share a place that you really love. My uh-huh. mom my mom loves the beach. She, she could spend the entire day at the beach and yeah. be perfectly content. Whereas my dad and and my brother I think and myself we're all more like if we're at the beach we've got to do something while we're there. Otherwise let's not go to the beach. Let's go and do something else. <laughs> let's let's go anywhere. Anywhere that's not the beach let's let's not go to the beach. Um, so years and years ago and we, we were visiting my, my grandmother down in Florida and and one morning, grandma comes downstairs and said, "So what are you doing today?" And mom said, "Well, we're all going to go to the we were all talking about going to the beach later on." And my dad and my brother and I all looked at each other and said, we were <laughs> When did this conversation happen cuz none of us were there for it. When, when did this conversation take place that we were all talking about going to the beach? I don't think any of us were talking about that. You might have been thinking about it, but we yeah. didn't have a conversation about it. Yeah. Of course in Florida there's not much else that you're that you're really going to do. Yeah. Um so we went to the beach and we were fine. Everything was okay. Um but for sure if, if I have the choice between a, a beach and the woods, I'm going into the woods.
1: To the woods. If, I mean, I like the woods too. Yeah. There, I'm not I like being in the woods.
0: But I think I'm I, I would probably tend towards the yeah. more to, towards the every time
1: end uh, of the scale. Okay.
0: Instead of the oh sometimes I would choose to go into the, yeah, into the woods I, or the mountains. I'm
1: I'm a both yeah. Yeah, no, sometimes I sometimes we, sometimes mountains. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll choose I'll choose the mountains every time. <laughs> every time.
1: And that's okay. Yeah. That's totally okay. Yeah, no, I,
0: I just I love it. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So we need good leisure. We need good recreation. We need to spend that time with the Lord. We need to maintain our, our spiritual disciplines. We need to be able to recognize that in our weaknesses, God wants to work. Yeah. And that this time, this is a time when it's good for us to reflect, to recognize, Hey, I'm not perfect, and I've got I've got some things that need that need to be fixed and finessed, and the Lord wants to do that, and this is the time.
1: Can I share one last thought? Do it. This is something you may have been uh, I've seen on Twitter or the Instagram. World. You
0: think there's something that I saw on Twitter or You Instagram? wouldn't.
1: I'm, I'm talking to our speakers. Oh, or, I mean, oh, our listeners. Our, listeners. Okay. our tens of listeners.
0: <laughs> tens of listeners. Tens so. of you. There are tens of you, and we're so grateful.
1: <laughs> so it says, this is your gentle reminder that one time in the Bible, Elijah was like, God, I'm so mad. I want to die. So God said, here's some food. Why don't you have a nap? So Elijah slept, ate, and decided things weren't so bad. Never underestimate the spiritual power of a nap and a snack. A. scripture just shares so much wisdom about the human condition and how god's like here's how you're ordered let's attend to these things
0: i love it never underestimate the power of a nap
1: spiritual power of a nap and a snack
0: (laughs) i'm father sam and i'm paula Pena. this is roar like the lamb
1: all right god bless